0: Hey sportsman, John Bergsma here. Winter time has come and we are here right now in Manistee, Michigan at Tangled Tackle. Teeny weeny little bait store, a gajillion things jammed into this place. You gotta come visit here whenever you come up to the Manistee area, get all those hard to find fish catching things along as well as a huge tackle selection. Today, four fishing reports, Burt Lake walleye and a few perch Manuskong Bay, a mixed bag of perch and walleye, then up to Escanaba where Ryan Herenstein is catching some awesome walleye. It's been crazy, it just keeps going and going and going. Normally it's done by now. And then we're taking you all the way south to Southwest Michigan to the St. Joe and the Kalamazoo River where Mark Rapson and my friend Tony are on the river and they are whacking big steelhead. Stay tuned. First report of the day, John Kennedy from MFM Sport Fishing Charters. Hey, he's our local contact there in the Burt Mullet Lake, Sheboygan region, and he's been guiding consistently there for years. He tells us that the finally, with the colder weather, some fish are starting to be caught on the northeast side of Burt Lake. Now, the fish, are, we're finding walleyes on the sharp breaks up in the northeast corner and the perch out on the mud flats. So, when you're targeting these fish, what do you need to do? Well, you're gonna start out with a spread of tip-ups. That's almost always the case of what you wanna do when you're fishing Burt Lake. Do a search pattern with tip-ups, and then go ahead and set yourself away from your tip-ups on the deep side of the breaks where you can fish out in the mud for the perch, and also the walleyes at times will roam out there presentation super simple. Now on Bert you've got really clean water so don't set those tip ups too close to the bottom. He's been using small suckers, goldens, or larger size blues right behind the dorsal hooked with a number 10 treble nice old foot 18 inches of fluorocarbon leader for that gin clean water and then thin braid up to your setup and set that about 18 inches to 2 foot off the bottom. Now the reason for that is these walleyes and the big northerns at times will cruise the bottoms of uh, Bert and on those breaks and with that super clean water they can see up quite a ways and so you want to have the biggest strike zone possible so don't get too tight to the bottom. Be about 18 inches off the bottom with your tip up. Now when you're jigging these fish you're going to want to use either small jigging wraps, small moonshine minnows or just a heavy tungsten with waxies. You're in a little bit of depth here. You're gonna be out in 25 to 35 feet of water, so you may be forced to scrap the tungsten jigs and go to a small jig and spoon as well. Tip almost everything with nothing but a shiner minnow head or a fat head minnow head. Pinch off the bottom of the body so you don't have too much, and just make sure that you're always pounding the bottom on your jigging motion. I don't mean every single down jig, But if you're gonna jig it a little bit and then hold it, you're gonna wanna drop jig, pound that bottom maybe once every minute or so, just to to make noise and to make that silt poof up. A lot of times the big perch and also the walleyes will hone in on something that's messing the bottom up. And they'll come right in there, start rooting around, and then they'll find your bait. So right now on Burt Lake, out on the flats, just as soon as you get off the brakes perch and walleye mix, and on the top of the roll, you're gonna be looking for walleye just cruising those edges. So right now, hey, if you're looking for a great guide that can take you and get a great experience on Burt Lake, John Kennedy, my friend, he's been helping me, you're going to see him on camera this year on the show taking us out of Sheboygan and we're going to be fishing with him this year on Burt Lake as well, he's your go to guy, MFM Sport Fishing Charters. Now if you're looking for a great place in town to stay, the Pines uh, Cabins right there on the water, right downtown Indian River, that's a great place. Also. If you're looking for a great resort setting on the water for your summertime stay, then John over at the Landings Resort, right on Indian River itself, right on the waterway. He's got a place that you can put your boat right in the water, have your own slip, have your own cabin right there. It is the place to stay to get the true Indian River experience with access to both lakes. But whatever you do, get yourself planned to go up to Indian River and Burt Lake and get some great ice fishing this year. A full-featured fishing station, including a live well, places to work, and a place to store tools is a great feature if you're out fishing. I'm Captain Lance Valentine, today I'm on the Angler Quest Family Fish to show you the fish station. Integrated fish ruler, a live well with both freshwater pickup and recirculation, and a nice flat spot to work, to put tools, and to put tackle, everything you need in the back of the boat to catch more fish. Be sure to check out the AnglerQuest family fish, the other models, and all the great features at your local AnglerQuest dealer. Next stop, Manuskong Bay, and that's the lower St. Mary's River, out of Sioux, St. Marie, and we're talking to Christy up at Dan's Resort. Now, Dan's Resort is a really cool place because it's located right, their cabins are right there on Manuskong Bay. So you've got direct four-wheeler, snowmobile, or foot access, to Manuskong Bay and all that it has to offer. It's definitely the place to stay when you're gonna fish on Manuskong Bay. And Dan's is a winter fisherman friendly place. This is the spot to go if you're gonna head out and make a weekend trip of Manuskong Bay. Now, Christy tells me that there's a mixed bag right now of perch and walleye going on and it's around the islands tight. So what do we have situational ice up there? We've got safe water in the impacted areas around the islands and also the small bays. You're always gonna wanna be careful in spite of the fact that we've got progressively colder weather coming, you're still gonna wanna be careful, stay together, go out in groups, spread out when you're traveling so that if one person goes through, everybody else can get up there quickly and help that person out but the ice is pretty safe going forward. We've got good reports. How are they catching the fish? Well this is again classic Manuskong Bay. You're dealing with shallow water so you're going to be setting tip-ups about a foot off the bottom for pike and walleye. Now up there you're going to use a moderate size, Christie has the right bait right there at the bait shop, but a moderate size minnow live hooked right behind the dorsal again and you're gonna to wanna to set your tip-ups about a foot off the bottom. A lot of people up there, they'll love to dead stick, and dead sticking is a very effective way to catch both perch and walleye, and really get into some nice pike as well, but they'll probably tear your stuff off. So, slip bobbering is the third way that they fish up there. So you're gonna either be dead sticking a minnow, slip bobbering a minnow, or tip up fishing a minnow. Now, if you wanted to jig a spoon, that would work as well. Maybe a small, again, a small moonshine, a small jig and wrap, we're talking, you know, nothing bigger than an inch or inch and a half long. These fish, you're, you can be dealing with at times some current out there, so you don't want too big of a profile bait. And again, if you're gonna use a jig and wrap or a moonshine, go ahead and put the bottom treble, put a minnow head on and pinch the body off. You don't want that whole body flailing around down there. So the area is close to the islands and on small bays. The presentations are traditional ice fishing, tip-ups, dead sticks, slip bobbers, or jigs, and there should be a good mixed bag opportunity for you up at Manuskong Bay. Hey, and whenever you're up in the area of the Sioux, visit my friend Tony. Let's say you're fishing up in the Sioux or you can't get into Dan's, Uh, with a cabin right up the road to Sault Ste. Marie and my friend Tony from the budget host Crest View is the place to stay. He has been serving me hotel rooms for 30 years as a tournament fisherman and now a TV show host and Tony is all about fishing guys. He's got a great little breakfast in the morning with coffee and donuts and stuff like that. He's got good clean rooms and most of all for us fishing guys on a budget they are super affordable and of course as always that supporters of our show are the Sioux Locks Boat Tours. Now, they're shut down for the season right now, but look forward to getting up there in the summertime season and jump on one of those boat tours with your kids. It's an educational experience. You know, the last person that I almost forgot to mention was a new partner of ours from Sault Ste. Marie Just retired up there. Kenny Z, I'd say his last name, but nobody knows how to pronounce it. I'll give it a whirl. Kenny Smaginski from Real in Time, Real N, capital N, Time Charters. He has been fishing this St. Mary's River system for years as a recreational fisherman. Kenny got lucky, got to retire him and Sue a little bit early. They're up there now full time, living right on the St. Mary's River, and he has taken people out for very fun, multi-species excursions. So give my buddy, Ken, a call. Don't bother to pronounce his last name, dial his phone number, get out on the water with Ken. He targets walleyes, he targets bass, he targets northern pike, salmon, anything that's in the St. Mary's Kenny's Eel fish for. So check him out at Real End Time Sport Fishing Charters. You looking for an outdoor shed or carport, or small building for storage, visit my friends up at Midwest Steel Carports. They'll travel anywhere in the lower peninsula to install your shed or carport for you. Visit them online at midweststeelcarports.com. Seems like Ryan Herenstein is emailing us every week from Escanaba with some stupid report about how good the fishing is. And to be honest, it has been good. I've called some of the bait stores in the local area and they say the fish that had vacated the area a few years ago seem to have come back in mass as with the bait as well. So when you have a combination of an ice-covered Great Lakes area like Little Bay de Noc from the Narrows North, and you have a lot of bait, and you have access to the Green Bay Fishery, why you're going to end up with a lot of walleyes in your backyard. And that's exactly what's happening right now. And Ryan Herenstein from RTH Fishing up there, who runs an ice fishing guiding service, says that the bite has been extremely consistent. Where, guys? Major structures out from the narrows north, so first reef, third reef, center reef, all the little rock humps around those reefs. If you've got a GPS map and you can open it up, you can find all the critical spots. The same way you would hunt for open water fish is the same way you're gonna hunt for ice fishing. You're gonna find little knobs, little piles, little rock piles, little hard fingers off of major points and also off of major reef structures. Those are the same critical travel ways that fish frequent in the winter. Now, they just don't move as fast or as far, so you really got to almost set up, hold up, and really be patient. So, Escanaba right now, same thing, mixed bag fishing for walleye and perch. Same stuff. You're going to set your tip-ups on the critical high spots of the travel areas, and you might set like right, right where a finger would come from deep water right up onto the top of a bigger flat. Try to position yourself on that little narrow point right there somewhere. And if you're going to do some jigging, you might want to back up and just be on the flat maybe 10 or 20 yards away, have your tip up to the deep side right where the fish are going to come up and then you be on that more open spread part of the flat. So if the tip up misses them as they mill around looking for food on these flats, they're going to run into your either moonshine or jigging wrap. Or, or another dead stick rod, slip bobber, whatever you might be using at the time. But again, I could go over this and over this, it's all the same stuff, traditional ice fishing, a combination of tip-ups, dead stick, slip bobbers, and jigging and wraps or spoons, all t- traditional ways. But at Escanaba right now, it seems like the major structures on the inner bay are what's producing the fish. So get up there, give my buddy a call, he may not have a cabin, but somebody who will have a place for you to stay and pretty good information is our folks up at the Bayview Motel. Now they have a little bait store right next to the Bayview Motel and the owner of that is very very informative when it comes to everything happening out on the water in Escanaba. Has had that bait store for years. The Bayview is fisherman friendly. They've always got it going on for a night or two stay. If you're looking for a longer stay, maybe a weekend or to plan a summer vacation, our friends up at Lindbergh Cove Resort, right there on the shores of Little Badenock, right next to the Gladstone Boat Launch, they're the ones that are gonna take, or Kipling, I should say, Boat Launch. They're the ones that are gonna take care of you for a longer stay. So give them a call if you're looking to go for two, three, four days with a group of guys cute little cabins, perfectly clean, well-maintained. They'll take care of everything you need. But put Escanaba on your this winter destination list. I think you'll have a good time.
1: Hey, Jeff Miller here today with Trax Tech Corporation. Just wanting to go over one of our new hybrid series rod holders that we designed and built and introduced this year. Um, this is an all aluminum machined bottom base that goes to this that houses a real high-end uh, molded material plastic that we use in there to kind of bring the best of both worlds so helps keep the cost down provides us a real strong part but at the same time we've incorporated a lot of the great features that all of our clients have asked us for all these years of making sure that we include the functionality and the adjustability out of all of our products so this one here we're showing that this is clamped on a rail clamp this has all different clamping options at the bottom of this base goes on but we're showing this is clamped onto a rail clamp on the side of a boat because a lot of boats come with a rail and people ask us for those questions. So we've designed and machined in here these teeth so we have full adjustability being able to move this rod holder around to different locations and we can point the tip of our fishing rod anywhere we want to go. We do have a squeeze button adjustability on the side of this. has a real big button over here and this pushes in and disengages all of our locking features inside so we can adjust this move it to different positions by one hand or two hands but it's a real easy Way of doing it, and then in the bottom here, we actually added inside here a rack and pinion system that we've got a tab on the bottom that we push the spring loaded, and we could adjust this cradle to different positions up and down anywhere we want it to go. And the real feature of that is is a lot of times when we're fishing, we don't want the a long butt being down in here hitting the top of our um, hatches, and we don't want it inside the boat because it takes up a lot more room. So if we can actually adjust this push this in, slide it out. We can get that rod butt out just a little bit more, but sometimes when we do want to use it, if we've got kids fishing with us, um, or just want the rod in here when we're sitting in our chair and want to have access to that rod and reel a little bit quicker, we have that option of bringing it inside. So this is our new hybrid cradle style that we're offering. And like I said, lots of different options on the base. Can go into our tracks, a rail clamp, a T-bolt bracket system. So just wanted to show you some of the features and functions of it. Thank you very much.
0: All right, our last stop of the day, of course, all winter long, we've made a commitment to bring you silverfish and steelhead reports or natural native trout reports, and right now is go time. My friend Mark Rapson, captain of the Black Pearl out of Holland, has slid south to the Kalamazoo and to the St. Joe River systems. Him and Captain Tony from Frostbite are running river boats just whacking steelhead right now on the St. Joe. So if you want a great time, you got to get a hold of Captain Mark Rapson from the Black Pearl Charters or Captain Tony from Frostbite Charters, and they're fishing down, like I say, in that Southwest Michigan area, and they are catching awesome-sized fish and good numbers as well. So how are they doing it? Well, they're back-bouncing spawn. Chartreuse and orange seems to be the two best colors for what they're doing right now down there. They're also dragging cranks, same color, chartreuse and orange, or when they get in some stained water, darker colored cranks, dark on dark. this the consistent thing that you always do in a river to get seen is make sure that when you're in darker water, you're using darker color, the higher contrast, that you get the better visibility to the fish it's a really simple winter presentation that a ton of guides use but if you're looking for an awesome experience let's say you've never gone out and river fished you know we've talked about captain alex up here in manistee and we've talked about uh, all of our partners up and down the shoreline captain gene over in our gray on the asable uh, but you know what Right now, southwest Michigan with this, with this cooler weather seems to have a good solid run of fish. Fish from end to end in their area and they are catching them in numbers. Now would be the time to make your first foray ever or that foray that you haven't done in a long time down to the Black Pearl on the river or Captain Tony on the river. Now, where are they catching them? If you're gonna go with your own boat and you're just looking to have a good time, Slow water, so not slack water, but slow current water, maybe a wider part that's got a deep shoreline, so deeper runs. Also, sand flats has been producing fish as well. The cool thing about sand flats is, as you all know, snags can be part of river fishing. Sand flats typically offer some clean fishing where you don't run into near so much snags, and when you do hook up on a fish, you got a pretty good chance of landing them. So those are the tips. But give Mark Rapson or Tony a call and they'll take you out on an excursion in southwest Michigan on the St. Joe or the Kalamazoo. That'll be memorable for sure. So, hey, thanks for joining us today. Thanks to Bud and the folks up here at the Tangled Tackle right here on Main Street going right through Manistee. Listen, Manistee is one of those great fishing destinations that anyone and everyone in the state of Michigan knows. This is a gotta go once a year place, whether it's silverfish out on the lake, whether it's steelhead or natural trout on the Manistee River systems, or whether you're just gonna visit Portage Lake for smallmouth and perch, or you're gonna maybe finish fish on Manistee Lake, for the mixed bag it offers. Bud and the folks here at Tangled Tackle have everything you could want for either big lake fishing, small lake fishing, or river fishing. They've got a full selection, they've got minnows all the time, which is hard to say in some of these smaller communities, but Bud's got them here right inside the door, fresh ones ready for you to go. So get up here, plan a trip to the Manistee region, and when you do, stop in at Tangled Tackle Get the invite, the inf- the information you need, the advice you need, the bait you need, and head out and have a good time. Hey, we'll see you next week on the Fisherman's Digest Hot Bites Fishing Report.